This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 68, Building a Lasting Relationship, The Three Pillars of Commitment, by Dr. Benjamin Lee of ScienceOfRelationships.com. And I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator, right here on the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. This is the show where I read to you every Monday through Friday for free from some of the best relationship blogs on the planet. Today, I have a post from Dr. Benjamin Lee of ScienceOfRelationships.com. The creators of Science of Relationships have a book that answers 40 of the most common questions about relationships, marriage, family, and parenting. You can find it at ScienceOfRelationships.com book. They take expertise, add in a little research, and present things in an easy-to-read format. And the book is under $10. Again, you can find that right at scienceofrelationships.com book. Also, I just want to give everyone a little bit of a heads up this month. For those of you who may be interested in our free book giveaway, make sure and join our mailing list right at oldpodcast.com. The raffle is on the first of every single month, so the next drawing is just around the corner. For those of you listening in real time, that is. And with that, Let's hear today's post as we start optimizing your life. Building a Lasting Relationship, The Three Pillars of Commitment by Dr. Benjamin Lee of scienceofrelationships.com When it comes to understanding the fate of any given relationship, I'd argue that knowing something about a couple's commitment level or their attachment to each other and a long-term perspective on the relationship is critical. Beyond predictions about staying together versus breaking up, commitment is also associated with all sorts of positive relationship outcomes. See our previous article on five reasons commitment is good for your relationship. But how is commitment built in a relationship? More than 30 years of research on this topic has identified three pillars that form the foundation of commitment in relationships. Pillar number one, satisfaction. This one isn't particularly surprising. Individuals who are happy in their relationships and feel positively about their partners, such as those with high satisfaction, are more likely to be in the relationship for the long haul. Satisfaction stems from the benefits and costs of being in a relationship. A satisfying relationship has a lot of benefits, like intimacy, emotional support, soul fulfillment, security, and companionship. But even the best relationships have some costs. For example, you may have less time to hang out with your friends if you're spending time getting the aforementioned benefits from your partner. These benefits and costs together form a global sense of outcomes associated with a relationship. Are the outcomes in your relationship positive? Are the benefits greater than the costs? The second piece contributing to your satisfaction are the outcomes you expect to receive in your relationship. Do you have really high expectations for your relationship? If so, your outcomes need to be similarly high for you to be satisfied. However, if your expectations are low, it doesn't take much to make you happy. For example, imagine that Mitchell and Claire are each getting one back rub a month from their respective romantic partners. Claire has pretty low expectations. She only expects to get a back rub once a year. 
So her current relationship is wildly exceeding her expectations, and therefore she should be really satisfied with her outcomes. Mitchell, on the other hand, expects to get a back rub from his partner once a week. So if he only gets one each month, he'll be very disappointed with his outcomes and relationship. Of course, exclusively basing one's relationship expectations on the frequency of back rubs is overly simplistic. But substitute whatever outcomes you value in your relationship, and it works just the same. The bottom line is that relationships that meet and exceed your expectations will be satisfying. But not getting what you want and believe you should get from your partner is a recipe for dissatisfaction. Pillar number two, low alternatives. Satisfaction is all about what you get from a current partner. But what about alternative partners or those people who you could be with if you weren't with your current partner? Perhaps there is someone who could give you better outcomes than your current partner. For example, more frequent or better back rubs. If you suspect that you could do better elsewhere, then your commitment to your partner is probably low. Why would you stay in your current relationship if you could be with someone who could better meet your needs for intimacy, emotional support, sexual fulfillment, security, and companionship? To fully answer this question, listen closely to pillar number three. Usually, when we think about alternatives, it's that particular someone who you could imagine being with if you weren't with your current partner. That hot guy in class. The waitress at the coffee shop who always laughs at your jokes. Or your neighbor who always likes to stop and chat when you run into each other while walking your dogs. But alternatives don't necessarily have to be specific other possible romantic partners. Maybe you could get better outcomes from spending more time with your friends or focusing on your schoolwork rather than being in your current romantic relationship. Having no relationship at all is a great alternative to being in an unsatisfying or unhealthy relationship. Pillar number three, investments. Some days are better than others in your relationship, and attractive alternatives may come and go from your life. As a result, satisfaction and alternatives both fluctuate. But when satisfaction is low, such as you just had an argument with your partner and alternatives are high, for instance, you just found out that your ex wants you back, why do people stay in their relationship rather than breaking up? It comes down to the investments in your relationship. Investments represent the things you'd lose if your relationship were to end. They are the stabilizing factors that keep things afloat during the tough patches that couples go through. They may be tangible items, like the house you and your spouse purchase together, or intangible things, like the work and effort you put into your relationship over the years. Investments can be from the past, like all the memories you have with your partner, or may relate to the future, like the vacation you plan together for next summer. Social networks, like friendships with others, are another sort of investment. If you were to break up with your partner, who would get to keep the friends you and your partner have in common? In short, investments are the things that you value in your relationships that would be lost if you broke up, and they make it harder for people to easily leave their relationships. Numerous studies show that these three pillars, satisfaction, alternatives, and investments, pull the majority of the weight when it comes to relationship commitment. 
This isn't to say that other things don't contribute to commitment, but across the board, these three pillars are essential for understanding how commitment is built. You just listened to the post titled, Building a Lasting Relationship, The Three Pillars of Commitment by Dr. Benjamin Lee of scienceofrelationships.com. Dr. Benjamin Lee is one of the site's editors and administrators, but this is actually our first article that we're featuring by him. It's an honor to share his article with you, and we look forward to hopefully featuring more from him in the future. Also, I'd like to give just one more quick reminder to join our mailing list if you'd like to have a chance at winning a free book. You can join right at oldpodcast.com. Good luck. And that's a wrap on yet another amazing episode. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Your optimal life awaits.